The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, Tampa. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation. I'd love for you to go there uh, and check it out. So, uh, let's pray first before we begin. Amen. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord, for who you are. And we thank you, Lord, that you have called us to worship you and to represent you. And we thank you, Father, for your love for Israel and your protection over Israel. And we pray for the leadership to be directed by you so that they would know the right way to go with this war and that you would protect the IDF soldiers and that you would protect the hostages and bring them home. So, Father, we give it all to you, Lord. We serve you. We worship you. We magnify you. And we pray that this time that we have looking at your word will be an anointed time that will fill us up to overflowing. In the power of your spirit, we pray in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. We'd love to have you visit us at one of our locations. Uh, check our website, shoreshdavid.org, and uh, check out times and days. We'd also love to come to your church. We're uh, doing a number of meetings uh, and teachings at uh, churches and uh, Bible study groups, certainly about Passover and Israel and other things as well. We'll be talking again about the law today. And so if you'd like your copy of the 613 laws from the Hebrew scriptures, just call our office. But wait, you know, there's more. <laughs> Would you like a copy or a list of the 1,050 laws, or we'll call them uh, commands, right? Uh, laws that are in the New Covenant. We'll send you that. We'll email that to you as well. Our office phone number is 813-831-5673. And if this program blesses you, I just ask you to give us a gift for the Heart of Messiah ministry. It will help pay for our radio bills. So the topic, we will once again address the law. But, you know, last week we started by shattering the myth um, that some church people believe because we told you that both Christianity and Messianic Judaism have the same belief, we are saved by grace. Amen? So, grace is a gift from God, which we receive 
when Yeshua enters into our heart. And last week, a kind of a summary of the purpose of the law, reveal God's character, God's holiness. Uh, The Torah, number two, is our guide, our instruction. Three, the Torah shows us about who God is. Uh, Four, the Torah requires Israel to be distinct, set apart. Five, the Torah teaches man about sin. The Torah teaches uh, that we receive blessings. Uh, Seven, the Torah provides wisdom and shows it to the world. Eight, which we didn't do last week, uh, the Torah provides forgiveness through sacrifice and offerings. We see that in Leviticus 1 through 7. Uh, Nine, the Torah provides a way to worship God during the God's appointed times, the Moedim, Leviticus 23. And 10, the Torah provides God's direction for physical and spiritual health of a nation. And number 11, the Torah revealed to us the coming of Messiah. So here I think we need to start this week and look at Galatians 3.24. Yes, we're going to look at the New Covenant to talk about the Torah and the coming of Messiah. Uh, Therefore, the Torah became our guardian to lead us to Messiah so that we might be made right based on trusting. Also, Romans 10.4, for Messiah is the goal of the Torah as a means to righteousness for everyone who keeps trusting. Hmm, sounds like it, in that there that it's still important, right? <laughs> Romans eight three and four. What is impossible for the Torah, since it was weakened on account of the flesh, God has done, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and as a sin offering, He condemns sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the Torah might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Ruach. And then finally, Luke 24, 44. Then he said to them, These are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. Everything written concerning me in the Torah of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Well, if you don't study what it is, how will you know when it gets fulfilled? (laughs) Look, just because most people who are believers do not consciously follow the law and don't really have knowledge of the law, that doesn't mean the law is bad. In fact, we must recognize that the law is good. The law is holy. Romans 7.12 says, So then the Torah is holy, and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. And we see in 1 Timothy 8 to 10, now we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and the sinners. Let me stop there for a second, because, you know, when you read this, you think, oh, the just, the the law isn't for them. Now, the definition of just is people who are not the following, okay? And so we read in 8 through 10, 
uh, but for the lawless and disobedient, hmm. for the ungodly and sinners. Anybody a sinner? For the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, which means that nobody is just. <laughs> we all need the law. Luke sixteen seventeen. But it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for a single stroke of the Torah to fail. So in other words, the Torah is still valid, it's good, and it is holy. So now let me give you my opinion. This is what we read from Scripture so far, but my opinion is based on Romans 7, verse 6. Okay? Are you ready? Because I believe this answers the question of our relationship as believers to the law. Here's what it says. But now we have been released from the law, having died to what confined us, so that we may serve in the new way of the Ruach and not in the old way of the letter. Now, notice here, it does not say that the last word is not law. It doesn't mean not in the old way of the law. So even though we're released from the law, we have a new way to serve God through the law. And that is the Ruach. That is the Holy Spirit. So in a sense, we're released from the bondage of being under the law, but we are following the law in a new way through the power of God's Spirit working in us and through us. Does that make sense? So, the way we follow the law has no connection to our salvation. We're saved by grace. The way we follow the law shows how much we want to please Abba, Daddy, Father. Right? It's his law. It's his words. If we follow his instruction... He'll be pleased, right? Okay. So, what about the laws, or should we call them instructions, or should we call them commands of the new covenant? Do we have to keep them? If we don't have to keep the ones in the old covenant, do we have to keep the ones in the new covenant? You said there are laws in the new covenant? Mm-hmm, yeah. One website calls them commands, and guess how many they list? A thousand fifty. A thousand fifty in the New Covenant. Oh, my goodness. I love this quote. The ten fifty, or the thousand fifty New Covenant Uh, New Testament laws explain the 613 Old Testament laws, which is summarized summarized in the Ten Commandments, which rests on two pillars, love Adonai, or love the Lord, and love your neighbor, which is the core of Torah. Just such a great, great quote. Love it. Okay. 
So a law is the system of rules which a particular country or community recognize as regulating the actions of its members in which it may enforce by the imposition of penalties. I got that from the web. And so when I asked, define law. So basically, if we're going to summarize this, there are rules which are enforceable with possible penalties. Okay? So let's look at some of the commands, laws, instruction in the New Covenant. It's good to look at Scripture this way because we learn what God wants us to know about how we should live, right? So we're going to uh, look at Ephesians 4, and um, it says in the beginning, verse 1, Therefore I, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called, with complete humility and gentleness, with patience, putting up with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Ruach in the bond of Shalom. So, in the first two verse, three verses, we have five commands. <laughs> so, are these rules that God might have a penalty for? Well, we'll talk about this as we continue. Um, but let's look at what the rules were that we just read. Number one, be humble. Number two, be gentle. Number three, be patient. Of course, those two are the, um, from, the, from the fruit of the Spirit. Number four, I like this one, put up with one another in love. <laughs> put up with one another in love. Oh, I can just hear you guys saying out in Radio Land, do I have to? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I think it's one of the New Covenant commands. Uh, it's another way of saying love everybody, but this one is a little more uh, humorous because we can think of many people we don't want to put up with in love. So uh, keep the unity of the Ruach in the bond of Shalom. So we are to keep the unity in the spirit and in, in the bond of peace. So those are five commands that we get from just the first three verses. Okay, but let me tell you how many commands there are in Ephesians 32. I'm sorry, in, in Ephesians 4, there are 32 commands. Oh, you don't believe me. Well, here we go. Let's, let's look at some of this. Verse 11, he himself gave some to be emissaries, some as prophets, some as proclaimers of the good news, some as shepherds and teachers, to equip the Kedushim, the saints, for the work of service, for building up the body of Messiah. This will continue until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of Ben Elohim, to mature adulthood, to the measure of the stature of Messiah's fullness. Now, my question to you, are these Fivefold ministries are they at which are gifts and callings are they is there a penalty for not accepting them? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. Consider the story of Jonah. 
He had one of these, right? He was called. He didn't want to deliver God's message, but God caught him up with him, right? Put him in the belly of a big fish for three days and spit him out so that he would finally do what God required of him. Okay. If you don't accept what God has given you, are, is he going to do something likewise with you? Well, just fun to think about it, right? Never been in the belly of a big fish, right? Okay. Verse 14. As a result, we are no longer to be like children, tossed around by the waves and blown all over by every wind of teaching, by the trickery of men with cunning and deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all ways into Messiah, who is the head. From him the whole body is fitted and held together by every supporting ligament. The proper working of every individual part produces body's growth for building itself up in love. So here here are the commandments from that portion. We are to speak truth in love, and we are to build up the body in love. So when you're at services, wherever you go to services, Are you building up the body in love? Are you loving each and every person? Okay. And then you are to put off the old and put on the new. So let's look at verse 17 and go for a few more. So I tell you this, indeed, I insist on it in the Lord. Walk no longer as the pagans do stumbling around in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them due to the hardness of their heart. Since they are past feeling, they have returned themselves over to indecency, to the practice of every kind of immorality with greed for more. So here are three rules from that portion Walk no longer as pagans with hardness of heart. That's number eight, if you're counting. Number nine, do not be indecent for the practice of every kind of immorality. And number 10, do not be greedy. Continuing in Ephesians 4, verse 20, however, you did not learn in the way if indeed you have heard him and were taught in him as the truth is in Yeshua. With respect to your former lifestyle, you are to lay aside the old self-corrupted by its deceitful desires, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So again, we have three laws from that paragraph. Lay aside the old self-corrupted by its deceitful desires, 12, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. 13, put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, uh, I believe this is going to be the last paragraph we're going to read in Ephesians 4, and it will have the majority of the rules. So listen closely. So lay aside lying and each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, 
for we are members of one another. Be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, nor give the devil a foothold. The one who steals must steal no longer. Instead, he must work, doing something useful with his own hands, so he may have something to share with the one who has need. Let no harmful word come out of your mouth, but only what is beneficial for building others up according to the need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and quarreling and slander, along with all malice. Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God and Messiah also forgave you. So, number 14, lay aside lying. In other words, speak truth to your neighbor. Number 15, be angry, yet do not sin. 16. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. 17. Do not give the devil a foothold. 18. Do not steal. 19. You must have a job, some way to make a living honestly. 20. Share with others in need. 21. No harmful word should come from your mouth. 22. Speak only what's beneficial for building others up. 23. Those who you speak to should see your grace. 24, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. 25, get rid of all bitterness. 26, get rid of all rage and anger. 27, don't quarrel. 28, don't slander. 29, don't have malice in your heart. 30, be kind. 31, be compassionate. 32, forgive just as God and Messiah has forgiven us. How serious are these, you might ask? Let's look at one example from Ephesians 4 list, which says, don't be angry. Now, you might say, well, everyone gets angry. Well, in Matthew 5, 21, you know what Yeshua said. You have heard it said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever commits murder shall be subject to judgment. But I tell you that everyone who is angry and his brother shall be subject to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Racha, which means kind of empty-headed, shall be subject to the council. And whoever says, you fool, shall be subject to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you're presenting your offering upon the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. Do you see all of this? This is, this is amazing. This is amazing that we should be talking about these laws in the New Covenant. But we don't have time to finish, so part three will be next week. We'll get some, some closure in, in how we are to deal with this. So I thank you so much for being here today. I would just say that if you'd like to give us a gift to help pay for our radio bills, we'd certainly appreciate it. Come to our services, look at our website uh, at shereshdavid.org or call our office, 813-831-5673. We'd love to go to your church or your Bible study and make a presentation there. Um, Two weeks ago, I was on the Jen Mallon Show. If you'd like that link, call our office. 
Also, if you'd like the 613 laws and the 10 hundred and uh, the 1,050 laws, call our office, 813-831-5673. Lord, we want to have your heart, so show us how important these laws are to you. And may we grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 